Ladies and gentlemen, there are not words to explain what the Horn family is feeling right now. As many of you are aware that maybe saw my Facebook post from yesterday, my father, Dr. Thomas Horn, passed away yesterday morning into the hands of Jesus. And <clears throat> behind him, he leaves a giant wake of broken hearts. There are not adjectives to explain what I, as his son, or my beautiful wife, Catherine, are feeling. Uh, my siblings, Allie and Donna, my mother, Juanita. But while my dad was still able to speak in the ICU following his massive heart attack about a week and a half ago, 11 days ago, he was saying things like, it's important that our Skywatch family know what's happening. They deserve to know what's happening, which I explained in videos uh, before that we broke familial protocol, mm -hmm. opening up our crises to the world because historically my parents don't like drawing attention to themselves. They don't like making spectacles out of their personal emergencies. And that's why for 40 very visible years of ministry, nobody ever had any clue that my dad uh, periodically dealt with some very serious health conditions. Mm -hmm. um, and he only ever permitted me to skirt the edge and maybe elude to some of those in some of the health um, DVDs and videos and stuff that I had produced, but keeping it very vague and not focused on him. His feeling was always, you know, son, everybody's carrying stuff. Yeah. Everybody has their own emergencies. Everybody's dealing with their own crises and I don't want to siphon energy or attention from whatever they're dealing with. Everybody's got their own stuff. So he's just a very private person. Um, but when he was in the, um, the ICU, he, his conversation began to soften and he was the one that said, <clears throat> somebody should update the Skywatch television family. Mm -hmm. And in the days ahead, we're going to do something with that. Um, the Skywatch family. In the very beginning, early stages of some thoughts in my mind, um, we will reveal when we're ready, but we want to give a more permanent emphasis to you, our Skywatch family. Yeah. And, and refer to you less as viewers or supporters and more of our family members because that was that was at the end of my father's life how he felt about you um well and they showed up like a family with the videos and they the really comments you and all really did we we felt those absolutely we did 100 percent. it was really strange uh, to speak to so very few of you in some of the facebook lives and yet at the same time Guys, I felt like I had cousins and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas yeah. all over the world lifting us up. Absolutely. So this video, even though it's very difficult, and uh, I've waited for just a reprieve of emotion long enough to be able to do a video like this, I'm doing it because my father, in his own words, would have wanted you to be informed. Uh, in the days ahead, we'll do some official programming at Skywatch Television, and we'll we'll produce some actual uh, maybe montages and, and recaps. And of course, the body of work 
that I'm struggling here. The body of work that he never got to see the end of, um, that has everything in the world to do with a television series we're doing on Whispering Ponies Ranch and what it does as a ministry. Um, unfortunately, he'll never get to see the finished product. Um, but as difficult as it will be, we're going to have to move forward and produce these things, yeah. uh, not only because of the importance of the ministry work that they will accomplish in raising awareness of what's happening at Whispering Ponies Ranch to yeah. serve these children that have been pulled out of foster care, sex trafficking, abused in every possible way, uh, but it'll be all of our way of continuing to honor yeah. the legacy of my father, Dr. Thomas Horn, and of course my mother, Juanita Horn, who by the grace of God, thank God, is still with us. Um, there's just a couple of things. If you see me looking down, it's because I had to put a little post-it together so I could make sure I could keep my thoughts coherent. None of us have had much sleep. No. Um, you need to know that before he passed, while he was still able, able to speak, it was the most believable moment of serenity I've ever seen sweep over a man. He was 100% ready if God were to choose to take him home. Yes, he, was. he had absolutely no fear whatsoever, not, not any last final moments of hesitation about faith, mm -mm. no last and final second guessing about where he might end up when the lights go dark. And he told me, he said, son, I have no fear whatsoever. And I told God, thank you for this beautiful life And that if he were ready to take me home, so be it. But that if he were to extend my life, I would continue ministry, mm -hmm. spending time with the grandkids and the good work at Whispering Ponies Ranch. Yep. He did not pass alone. He did not. And there is no chance that I can get through or would want to reveal the details of that other than to let you know who loved him very much. In his final moments here on this planet, he was surrounded by my mother and I, my two siblings, Allie and Donna, and my wife, Catherine. Yeah. So he was being informed of how much he was loved. Mm-hmm with all of our hands on him. Yep. There are things that you never recover from. It's gonna take a lot of God to mend our broken hearts. Many of you have asked how my mom is. Mm -hmm. How are my siblings? They're about like me. My mom has unshakable, immovable faith. I mean, I, I got to tell you that there were times over the last 10 days where I had prayed every prayer I could think of from every angle I could think of it. Um, my mom never ran out of words even after they announced his time of death, this incredible woman began to give thanks to the Lord for all the wonderful, wonderful years. Yep. 
So you need to know that she's okay. Her faith is unshakable. Obviously, her heart has been ripped out of her chest. But she is choosing to focus on the wonderful parts of his legacy, their memories together, and what's ahead. Yeah. For those wondering, um, you know, what will become of Skywatch Television? What will become of Whispering Pawnee's Ranch? You need to know, if you don't already, <laughs> that many of those questions, because of my dad's unselfishness, and because of his brilliance, and his unwillingness to leave my mother um, without a system of survival post him, Many of those questions, as we became more aware of his health challenges, um, were addressed and are being addressed prior to his passing. In other words, my father didn't wake up one day and, and uh, you know, leave Earth, and now we're all wondering what we're going to do without him. Yeah. As the son, I can tell you there's no filling Tom Horn's shoes. It would be a moot endeavor. There will never be another Tom Horn only the next best versions of ourselves. But I am completely committed to carrying on the important and wonderful work of both Skywatch Television and Whispering Ponies Ranch, and for many reasons, because we believe in what my parents founded and started. Absolutely. Um, but because when you see into the eyes of these children that we serve every year, it gets in your heart. It does. It becomes infectious, and it becomes a mission. Absolutely. You can't unexperience that. No, you can't. And it becomes the most worthwhile thing that you can do with for us that you can do on this planet while you have time is to serve these kids who have no one to stand in the gap for them if somebody doesn't. Yeah. And so there 100% will be some shifts at Skywatch. The, the, the fact that my father will not be joining us on panels there's no describing how that's going to hurt. Yeah. Emotionally and in many ways. But it's what he would have wanted to see Skywatch continue and not only survive, but thrive and do well. So even in advance of losing my father, we were about to roll out some very important new focuses, in particularly next spring with the release of this television series, Rescue Us, that's coming out, mm -hmm. that I wish with all my heart he could have seen. He saw the first half. Whispering Ponies Ranch, the same. What yeah. will become of Whispering Ponies Ranch? God has blessed us with a beautiful infrastructure. And uh, though it may look different at times, the focus of why these ministries exist, exist has not changed at all. No. And if anything, as the son, I am more galvanized now in, uh, than ever, uh, but to see them move forward. Uh, yeah. It's, it's long before we lost my father, it had become a personal mission in my life, a calling to make sure that whatever we do, Whispering Ponies Ranch and the good work that takes place there and very much Skywatch Television because 
without Skywatch TV, if I were to break it down into the simplest of terms, it would sound something like this. Skywatch TV is the giant digital microphone yeah. that blasts everywhere that we can blast uh, with the information about what's happening at Whispering Ponies Ranch. It's how we fundraise as we maintain that television program so that in part, we have this constant ability to reach out and articulate the needs of Whispering Ponies Ranch to people that might not otherwise know um, what it is or what yeah. they do there. And um, you can never take for granted how many people still don't know what Whispering Ponies Ranch does, which is why we've increased from once a year as an update to twice a year and once yeah. ahead of camp to now many, many more times throughout the year what yeah. we're doing at Whispering Ponies Ranch because that in, in large key is why we retain the Skywatch Television Ministry, on top of the fact that it has its own unique way of bringing Bible prophecy to people who are right now, for example, wondering what's going on in Israel and around the world. Yeah. So Skywatch Television is the giant digital platform that says, ladies and gentlemen of the world, there's this place called Whispering Ponies Ranch, and it exists to serve these children who are the children, they're the following children, victims of sex trafficking, pulled out of abusive situations. They come to learn about Jesus and experience rehabilitation. That's in large part, the importance of Skywatch TV. The flip, Skywatch TV has a lot of viewership and a lot of um, supporters slash family members. Mm -hmm. Not just because they love our coverage of Bible prophecy or whatever the latest book is, on Bible prophecy or um, supernaturalism or the explanation of UFOs or yeah, what are ghosts giants. or the Nephilim, the giants, mm -hmm. but it's because they actually see what we're doing at Whispering Ponies Ranch. Yeah. So these two, these two ministry entities are really one. Yeah. And one right now does not know how to survive without the other one, if that makes any sense. So. We're making moves and counter moves in advance of my father's passing. And of course, now we're confronted by, uh, in my view, um, a series of challenges without him that we always knew that we were going to confront. Mm -hmm. But having had the benefit of him being smart enough to say, I'm not going to leave my family or this ministry uh, with no plan and no clue as to what's happening before he passed, which you may have noticed at Skywatch TV, you know, there was this kind of subtle increment in my presence. Um, three or four years ago, I became the host. And then COO was changed to CEO. Yeah. We, we've been working on this transition. Yes, we have. And while my earthly heart was desperate to see my dad live to see, what we always called the kingdoms, <laughs> uh, the enterprises, the the businesses. My earthly heart wanted to 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 uh, to watch him live long enough to see what all of them would become years yeah. after his retirement. Uh, there's parts of this that 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 still hurt. Like the man worked all of the days of his life, literally all of the days of his life. Um. I want to share something ultra personal because I know you guys, there's so many of you out there that have said, we adore Tom. We love Tom. He was my pastor, pastor. There's people online. I've never even met her referring to him as pastor horn. Yeah. Pastor horn, pastor horn. 
the last words that I will ever hear my father utter on this planet. He was not able to open his eyes and he was no longer coherent so far as what we can glean here in this realm talking to doctors and so forth. But there was a moment where he postured out of his um, sedation and he said this to, he didn't say this to me, he said this aloud in the room and his arm went like this. So he's laying there and as God is my witness, the last words that I ever heard him utter in this world were this. Right. And so moving forward, what we're going to do is. <laughs> Those were his famous last words, though. He always used to say things like that. No, what you do is, or moving forward, this is what we're going to do. This is how it's going to work. And he, he it became a running joke, too, to a degree for some of us. Because it's like, oh, you just got to take the Tom Horn approach. What you do is. And so, because the man got stuff done. There were, there were no obstacles. No. My dad would come into a room. We talk about this in the Rescue Us series, but my dad would come into a room and he'd have seven <laughs> perplexed people looking at the same problem from every angle that they could imagine. <laughs> and he couldn't see it at all. It couldn't be, and sometimes even reality. Literal obstacles, actual difficult, like, yeah. you can't do this and have that. It doesn't... It doesn't work. What will the call center do? What will the... Yeah. He couldn't see it. It just, he was so focused on... End product. You know, end product, <laughs> end results. Let's, let's... There's a wall. How come none of you have called the bulldozer? Yeah. The wrecking ball. There's a, there's a hill. <laughs> you know, there's a hill. How come none of you have called the bulldozer? Like... No, and, and not in a scornful way, but just like a, just a delightful, um, no, 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 no. What you do is so easy. It's so easy. It's so simple. What, what you do is you get this guy and you bing, 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 and you call that guy. And then what we'll do is we'll wait until, and then we're going to, okay, Tom, that's okay. All right. All right. And we would often joke. It felt like we were taking casualties on at some of the pace and the speed of some of his plans, yeah. but. He would get it done. And many, many months ahead of when others were saying could even be possible. The guy, his legacy will be that he lived 16 lifetimes in the very, very short 66 years that he got on this earth. Yeah. He got he got more done than so many talkers. Yeah. So many he dreamers. He didn't, yeah, he was a dreamer and a doer. So many people that, you know, you talk to them and you ask them, you know, what their calling is. And yeah, one of these days I feel, you know, maybe, maybe someday we'll two years later. Hey man, how you coming along? And, yeah. You know, sometimes, um, the minute my dad started to articulate a dream or an idea, you kind of had to hold on, Yeah. hold on to your boots. Cause <laughs> it's coming. And, yeah. um, my dad was in. the most precious, selfless. I can't, you know, he never let me talk about him like this when we were doing TV because, again, he's private and he doesn't want people knowing his business. But my dad, and I won't give specifics, but my, you have to know my dad was the most charitable human being I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. I, I, have, I have so many memories of him going into a restaurant and... 
he would ask the waitress, so what are you doing? You got big plans for the week? How you feel? Oh, you got kids? Oh, and they're showing him little pictures in their wallet, <laughs> little kids. Yeah. Oh, little Billy. And then he would obviously, there were times where he would learn about somebody's in a hardship or their husband is in the hospital or little, little Susie's not going to get Christmas presents or something. And without being specific, he would leave a tip that would just kind of fix things for them for a couple of months. Yeah. And never say a word, never, ever come back a week later. So, you know, did you see what I did? Like he was one of those who in his silence would just, he saw a need and he would do what he could to fix it. And he always, always treated everybody with love and respect. I have this memory of being like seven years old and I saw this guy driving down the street in this really old beater vehicle, the rusty beater vehicle. And I started giggling out the window at this guy's beater, rusty, broken, old. And he said, what are you laughing about? I said, look at that guy's car. And my dad says, don't you ever laugh at someone else's circumstances. You never know why they got there, how they got there, whether they were loved enough or not enough or too much, held enough or, held enough, held, I'm sorry, held too much or not enough. Um, you don't know what they've done to get where they are. Maybe that car is a step up from having a bicycle. Yeah. Maybe they worked up at the corner market and uh, saved money for a whole season to work up to the first car and they're on their way. You just never make judgments about someone else's lifestyle. You never mock what they have. And you help everyone that you, can. that you can along the way with whatever you have. So I could go on and on and on and on and on. I'm just sharing these moments as they occur to me. None of this is scripted. None of this is scripted other than I have a little bullet point of things that I wanted to make, wanted sure, to make sure I covered. <laughs> um, we have not asked for money during any of this. We have not wanted to exploit or sensationalize or capitalize. And this is, this is difficult for me to articulate, but I, I feel like it's appropriate, but as a reaction to so many of you that are asking, yeah, you know, it is not my style to ask for help. Um, my wife and I are, are fine. We're, the, my father, um, people, so many of you loved him and your, your hearts are broken with us and you've been emailing and calling all our, our call center at Skywatch TV yeah. and emailing the ministry and sending Facebook messages and my siblings are getting texts from family members and church, Pastor Horn, Pastor Life Center, Cornerstone, 30, 40 years ago, wanting to know um, how can they help? Yeah. What do you need? Um, can we send you food? Can we drop by? Can we send you support? Is it whatever you need? And so um, what I would offer you, and I talked with my mom this morning, if you have the need, if you need, if you need for you, to do something meaningful uh, because you loved 
the ministry of my father and you adore my mother and you you love the work that they were doing at Whispering Ponies Ranch, what, what we would normally have said under a circumstance like this is pick your favorite charity of choice and support that charity. In this case, there's no doubt in my mind that since my father literally gave his life, every waking, the guy, this is no exaggeration. There were two things about Tom Horn that were going to happen every week. <laughs> He was going to work six and a half days a week. He would take Sundays as his light day to pitter through email and do some light correspondence. Uh, he was going to work six to six and a half days a week. And the other thing that he was going to do is take my mom on a date every Friday non-negotiable. He would say, do not call me unless it's an emergency. An emergency constituted in his words, <laughs> the ministry is on fire, the buildings are on fire, or you are on fire. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> Again, always he said with always a bit of that. satire and humor, but um, anyway, in these cases, if you have a need and you want to somehow do something, if you've got all this pent up, you prayed with us for 10 days and then suddenly I just went, you know, mute on Facebook because I needed yesterday to just wrap my head around the reality of what was happening. Um, yeah. The thing that you can do would be to support the ministry of his choosing which without hesitation would be the ministry that he that he would serve until the literal day he died, uh, Whispering Ponies Ranch. Yeah. And again, we are not looking to capitalize or take advantage or use sympathy or use this moment to to milk dollars or anything like that. It is it, it is it is uncomfortable for our family to ask for help or any of those things. So that's why I'm framing it. If you have a need, hmm. if you're pulling what's left of your hair out because pastor horn to you has been in your living room for 20 years you know analyzing bible prophecy and keeping you up to date on what his interpretation of the times are living on. if you love the work at whispering ponies ranch if there's some need for you to do something um you can pray for our family during yes, this please. brutal emotional time in particularly my mom you can pray for our wisdom yeah that we will do everything we are capable of doing not to miss the voice of God as he gives us direction in the days ahead yeah. without my father's reliable perspective. Um, and if you've got the pent up need to do something in addition to those two things, you can support Whispering Ponies Ranch by going to skywatchtv.com. And I believe at the top right yeah. of the website, there's a button called donate. And there's a whole slew of ways to, to donate to that ministry. Yeah. Um, I believe you can still sponsor ponies. If, if that, can. if that's, if, yeah, it, you still or can. send a kid to camp. This, but that's, that's the that's one. That's the biggest one. That's the one that he was the most excited, excited about. about. We, we just started that this last summer, summer season this year. Yeah. Send a kid to camp. There's different tiers and options. Um, but any amount would bless uh, what's being done at Whispering Ponies Ranch. And but that again, was his baby. That's what he truly lived for. Everything else 
was to help make sure that Whispering Ponies Ranch stayed because for him driving the tractor around with these little precious kids and taking them down to the fishing hole and stuff, that's that's what he looked forward to when it was when we were done for the summer. Yeah. Okay, next year what <clears throat> I'm going to do is I, I'm going to have this next plan and this is what I'm going to do for these kids. And right. he was always building and always adding. You can ask any of the royal family that's camps. That's right. You can ask what. Them how much difference and change was happening here at Whispering Ponies because Tom always had the next thing that he was going to do. Yeah. So his his passion truly was Whispering Ponies Ranch and what we did for these kids for the least of these. Yeah. And that that was his mission. Yeah. Absolutely without a doubt. skywatchtv.com the button is donate at the top drop-down menu will show you different ways that you can support those ministries um this you know this is a this is a position that doesn't come naturally for me as i've shared with many of you this week i'm not really a get on the uh the internet and go live or post videos of me in such a informal <laughs> i usually like my teleprompter and i i want to know exactly what we're going to be discussing and i I like to be laser focused because I have to deal with the constraints of time and all that. This this last 11 days has kind of just thrown all that out the window. And we're just sitting here in the t-shirts we put on for the day. Um, pray for our wisdom as we move forward. We have a lot of decisions to make, as I'm sure many of you who have been through difficult situations like this know. Um, and I'm anticipating some will want to know about a memorial there will be no, I can tell you that much, there will be no um, live memorial open casket for guests or any of that. My, my dad's wish was to be buried and uh, to do it very quickly and without a lot of hoopla. hoopla. That, that, was his, hoopla that was his word, hoopla. I, I'd have to look that up to even see what it means. But, um, <laughs> but well, yeah, your dad was just, never a big fusser. He, 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 he didn't just, want a big fuss, especially for himself. Now, if it had anything to do oh. with the kids, then game over or the yeah. grandkids. Yeah. But he did not want any attention drawn to him. No, at no, all, if, ever. If it had been my my mom and he had survived her, it would have been, you know, a parade yeah. with the entire fleet of whispering ponies <laughs> and a marching band. And but that's that was never him. That if wasn't you met him. him on the street, you almost wouldn't recognize him because yeah. of the clothes he wore and how he carried himself. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's right. He he just was Dad, not why don't prestigious. You why don't you all. buy a pair of shoes? I, I mean. know. <laughs> For Christmas one year, I'll share this little story. For Christmas one year, I had to buy him a new pair of house slippers because he would not throw away his old pair of house slippers. And I'm telling you, the soles on them were, were just like the glue was flopping. Yeah. And I mean, he couldn't hardly even, it, he was basically barefoot, but they would just be flopping and he'd go check the mail and these and everything. So I said, here's your new pair of house slippers. Give me your old ones. And I threw them away. Thank so you. So that was, that was just who he was. Yeah. He, he didn't want a fuss. Yeah, the only time he put a suit on was actually uh, when he had to do television or when he, I shouldn't say when he had to do television, when he had to speak publicly 
or yeah. be in a position where there was a responsibility to represent himself uh, professionally. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, any other day of the week, it was jeans and beat up, beat up and house slippers and some <laughs> yeah goofy, broken, decade-year-old T-shirt. Yeah, the guy. He um, was precious. <laughs> My dad, he, was um, precious. he never, he never let excess accumulate in any of his own personal bank accounts. The guy, um, he always put it back. He would roll it. He's like, you can't take it with you. I got to make sure your mom's okay. But after that, you can't take it with you. So he would roll it back into ministries like, um, Skywatch. So even, even Defender Publishing, even though it was his, um, for-profit publishing house, uh, and I'll be talking to you probably next spring some more about some of this um, as we make some changes to how we're doing television and what we're able to do. Uh, ho hopefully be a little more flexible moving forward to cover content closer to the time that it's happening without the constraints of these, um, pub these uh, printing and publishing turnarounds because the print industry has... It has, it has tied our hands in so many ways that the, the amount of time that it's taking for books to get print is just, it's, it's basically broken. Yeah. It's literally broken. Um, the way that we used to be able to get a book within four weeks from the time we hit the green light to sometimes six months now has, yeah. it has put a lot of pressure on the Skywatch part of it to, to rearrange series. Having said that, uh, and I'm glad I thought about this, and this is brutal for me to stomach. It, it just, I'm being honest with you, this is just, there is no reprieve. It's not like I get to fly to Florida to be with my mom for a week, and then I go back to this other life where I work at Walmart or do something else. Like, the residues chronically and all around us uh, of now having to step in and manage everything that he was doing literally yeah. uh, until yesterday. Um, it's very difficult because, you know, I, I want to make sure that I honor my father and carry out exactly what he wanted. But it's difficult not to feel like I'm rearranging his furniture a little bit. And uh, my mom tells me that's all in my head. She's <laughs> thrilled to death with what I'm doing, but um, I, I forget what I was even talking about. Oh, the the spring, the coffers, the defender. Um, oh, just, I don't remember the point, guys. I'm sorry, this is totally unscripted. I think I was zeroing in on some effort to articulate how Defender Publishing Oh, that's what it was. Defender Publishing, even though it was a for-profit Christian publishing house uh, owned and operated by my father and a team of people. It was a ministry. Yeah, Because he, he, he was and is much of Defender Publishing. He would cherry pick books that he thought would do well. And then he would use almost all of it to underwrite things at Whispering Ponies Ranch yeah. or these other very private charitable things that I may never be able to disclose, but um, again, he can't take it with him. Make sure mom's okay. Yeah, the guy lived his whole life 
for his family, for his family and, and, for and for these kids at Whispering Ponies Ranch. My dad, I'll just share this one last thing and then I will stop talking. My dad had, let's see, in his entire life, I think three moments where I saw him cry. One was the day that his father passed away back in, I want to say, 1992. And then the other two times had to do with royal family kids. There was a, there was a little boy that he overheard one day running down the food line uh, where the buffet is set up saying, I'm eating like a king, I'm eating like a king. <laughs> because that story all the time. he told that story all the time because this little boy had options like watermelon and fruit and a salad and bar. a salad bar and a biscuit if I want it to and the other one was he had he had let his beard go a bit and my dad had white hair at the end of his life so his beard was fairly white. And instead of doing the goatee, he had the full beard. And it was becoming a bit Santa Claus-esque because it's summer. And he's out driving the tractors and taking the kids down to the fishing pond. And when we say driving the tractor, it's a people mover, like a hayride. And the kids are going through the, the woods. And um, he didn't just administrate this stuff. He was out there with his hands working at Whispering oh, yeah. Ponies Ranch. Yep. And that's all going to be revealed in, in this upcoming us, yeah. series rescue us i'm so thankful to god we we did production on rescue us for two years filming it over two summer seasons and when that series comes out you guys are going to see whispering ponies ranch in a way that you have never seen before my vision for that project was to almost give you the sense that you can smell the grass in the field while yeah. you're walking with the ponies down pony row and uh, behind the scenes and what do the staff do and where are the offices and it, it it's a um, you'll you'll know when you watch that series exactly all of these details what happens at Whispering Ponies Ranch in a way that you've never seen it on TV when we've got these short 30 minute episodes yeah and we're uh giving you these two minute incremental uh, dividends of b-roll just bye quick bye. snapshots of the children this is full on almost my vision was i want people to feel like they got to come to camp for a week yeah meet the staff meet the animals see behind the scenes b-roll of the workers and scooping the the the, uh, stalls. the stalls and um that's the half of the series my father will never get to see and in particular episode four where I put together a montage, which was kind of a recap of his and my mom's career, mm -hmm. introducing them because people that have never seen them will see Rescue Us and want to know who are these people that founded it. So you didn't, we we didn't want to start with the ranch. We started with my parents, but um, I was rambling, and then yeah, I rambled was, some more. You you said you only saw your dad cry three oh, times, and you were starting with the third one. The third, the third the memory. The third memory, he, no, he was plunging a toilet. So here's my dad, and he's got a white T-shirt on with his white beard, no hat. And, you know, a lot of these little kids that we serve at Whispering Ponies Ranch, they're, they're just being introduced to the ideas of God or family or um, the Christ, yeah. salvation. And so their ideas, even though they might be eight or nine years old, some of them, their ideas are 
embryo. They are day one white belt. They have no comprehension whatsoever. They've come out of these places where maybe they weren't even permitted to leave the house. Yeah. Uh, no food in the house. Whatever meal they get is public school once a day. Uh, and the only interaction that they're having with parents is some kind of abuse, whether it be mm -hmm. sexual or physical or otherwise. And uh, this really got to him, but he was plunging a toilet. Again, my dad administrated, but he ran the place with his hands too. Or he worked the place with his hands. And this little boy looked up and went, Are you God? <laughs> Saw a guy in a white t-shirt and a white beard and he had seen some of the little Bible lessons or something. But something in this little boy's head had, he, he thought God had walked in. This new, this new Christ God that he had been learning about in the, the cartoons and in the videos and stuff. And, uh, my dad said, no, I'm not God. He just lets me work here. <laughs> but then when he left the race, these beautiful kiddos, I have rambled longer than I thought I would. Just know that these videos, ladies and gentlemen, are um, a result of my father signaling to all of us that he wanted his Skywatch family. That's how you made him feel. Yeah. his Skywatch family to stay informed. And um, so as difficult as it's been the last 24 hours and the 10 days in the lead up to this, I wanted to suspend as much as I could my personal feelings about um, jumping on and doing a video to keep you appraised and to let you know that we love you all so much. Many of you, I may never have the pleasure of meeting you at a conference or shaking your hand or getting to hear about your personal Tom and Nita Horn stories or um, maybe the books that you read that introduced Jesus Christ to your life. Yeah, that changed your life. But just know that that will not be necessary for me to feel the love from all of you and to know that someday um, her father always says, well, none of us are getting out of here alive. Someday yeah. we'll, we'll all have the chance to meet and I, I can't wait to meet this massive sea of people that adored my dad and, and loved this family so much. And um, there will be lots more to come. Whispering Ponies Ranch and Skywatch TV are only getting started. Yep. We love you very much. Have I missed anything? I don't think so. I think that about covers everything. I probably won't do any more videos for a while, but I just wanted to leave you with that. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.